0: Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. What is up, YouTube fam? We've got a great quarterfinal recap of this match day. Could have been the US playing, but it's not. But we're gonna talk all about it. So comment, like, and subscribe. Let's get after it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to In Soccer We Trust. It is your host for the day, Heath Hollywood, Heath Pierce, and of course Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies. And we are gonna break down these crazy matches in this first set of quarterfinal games. Charlie, Chuck Wagon Davies, how are we feeling today, man? I mean, I was tired for a little bit. I was awake for a little bit. I thought I had it. You know, I've got tickets, you know, just to just just to set the level set the expectations. I've got tickets to the semifinals. Oh, I'm going boy. to the semifinals. And I've been telling everybody here in in Dubai, is it's going to be Brazil Argentina, Brazil Argentina, it's the best setup I'm going to get all this stuff. But now I've got Croatia, and for a second I thought it was going to be Croatia Netherlands. Now, I'm super happy for Croatia to get there because they did you been. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, since it's just two two close friends here, nobody else listening, I would have been really bummed, uh, you know, because I've been building it up. I'm taking my father-in-law to his first World Cup uh, match, and it's going to be this big, crazy thing, and we were, uh, we we're on the verge of whatever. But we're going to get into all of that. But, you know, I guess off the top, I mean, what was the day like for you, these these couple matches?
2: I mean, I was just watching that first game with Brazil, Croatia, and I knew this was Croatia's game plan. Just keep it close. And Brazil, they, they, they got close, but they weren't getting qual- too many quality chances. And the keeper yeah. was phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me with this, some of the saves? And then once it went into PKs, I knew Croatia was going to win. I just yeah. knew it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, that one to me too was like, yeah, I made a lot of saves, the goalkeeper. But at the same time, it never really felt like, Brazil got to that next gear, right? Where all mm-hmm. of a sudden, there was never a point in that game where I was like, okay, they're leaning on him, they're leaning on him. Like when Argentina had their moments, you could feel the sort of the buildup or the wave happening. And that, that I thought was different. But now we've got two uh, semifinals, right? Argentina against Croatia. That's the game that I'm going to. I'm trying to get tickets for, for, for the next one. And that can obviously be between um, England-France or Morocco-Portugal. And I was just talking to somebody um, our producer Debo actually just saying that, you know, uh, the, you got the other matchup, which is a great semifinal France, England, right? But one of those teams is going out and then you've got Portugal. And then he was like, well, it could be Morocco too. And so when you look at the, these matches and you see the fact that Croatia got through playing how they did, and I'm not all that excited to watch them play in a semifinal. I'm super happy for them because it shows you that it's not just about style. There is a lot to that function. I think it was like six players had more than 75 caps in this team, like in the starting team. They had all that experience, were willing to play an exact certain way. Got to the end, and I was like, yes, modern football prevails, right? Of like 1-0, they needed to be perfect. They weren't quite perfect, and that was enough. And then all of a sudden, they were back into it. But do your predictions uh, change for for France, England, or or for Portugal, Morocco, knowing that it would be really, really hard for you to have thought and watched this Croatia game and said – yeah Croatia's going to win this one you know at any point. I mean you could see the discipline, you could see what they were doing, but at any point I still would have felt I still would have felt like it was a huge flyer looking back and saying like, man, my prediction's going to be wrong.
2: What about at the point when Neymar scored? <laughs> you, that, what, what were the odds at that at that point when Neymar scored that Croatia would level level it and then win in penalties?
1: I've also I've also been hard on Neymar this 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 tournament. Obviously, he's got a, you know a big old fat foot, um, but I just haven't been that impressed with him uh, in terms of like what th- th- and the reason I say that is because today when I looked at Richarlison, R- when I looked at Neymar, when I looked at just a number of these players, I was like these guys look tired. They look slow. They don't look explosive. They don't look the pace that that I that I had hoped that I'd seen where like at any moment they can break out with three players and, 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 and do something. Um, and then there was that moment on the sideline where, where Anthony and, um, what's his name got into it. Um, one of the Croatian legends, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. I'll, I'll I'll think of it. Um, and they stared, they stared each other down and, oh, Ivan Perisic, that's who it was. And Ivan Perisic, he tried to make him and, and he just got into it, like, got it, kind of gave him a shove. And I, I remember that moment thinking like, I wonder if this is gonna come back and and haunt Brazil. And it wasn't anything. Like he didn't pull off the meg, he was just trying to get out of it, ended up getting something like a throw-in out of it or 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 a corner. I think it was a throw-in in that case. And thinking like those are the kinds of things that when people make it personal, you start to go, like, one of these two people is gonna lose in this battle, right? Like one of them now made it personal and the other one's gonna get taunted at the end. But I mean, take take away the 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 the, the aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. Of 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 that um, Brazil-Croatia game. Do you think the U.S., because we complain about it a lot, right? We we want the U.S. not only to win, we want them to play aesthetically. And I'm not saying you and I necessarily complain about how we win in a World Cup, but there is a function to the way in which Croatia win that they are not playing beautifully. They're not playing people off the pitch. They've got high quality. We've got some world-class players, but they are playing each game a certain type of tactic to win and move on mm-hmm. um do you think the u.s should have deployed that a little bit more than trying to be open and whatever considering we lacked in in, in some areas
2: well i'd say our tactics were spot on in in terms of starting the games against wales england and iran okay i mean we could have easily said let's just defend and bunker against england but that's not at all what we did we took the games to england and we outplayed them and We were the better team after 90 minutes against Holland. If you do have fatigued, heavy legs, that's when, if you're not making crazy changes, then you, you should adapt. And we didn't adapt in that game. I think what we saw with Croatia, they didn't just sit back. They keep games close, but they also have Luka Modric. They also have Kovacic. They have players who can keep the ball. So it's not that they're just booting the ball. They can keep it. They outpossessed in the end Brazil. And
1: but, what, but Charlie they, they were sitting pretty like I don't want to say in their own box, but they they looked at, at no point did Croatia look nervous or scared or no. like they were going to have to change their tactics or they were going to have to sort of change the level of risk. They just sat there. They moved so collectively and then when they sprung out, you could see first player moves, next player makes the run. Third, fourth player make the run. It was like they had. I mean, obviously they've got so much experience in this team, but they had a plan every time they got the ball that that the the play would just sort of present itself, and then the runs would dictate the next pass, even if it just led to possession in the attacking half.
2: Yeah, they they're they have a lot of quality. I mean, yeah. especially defenders. Um, I mean, their whole back line, absolute beasts. And then yeah. the midfield, they just control it so well. They control the game. They don't give up too many quality chances. They they rarely make mistakes. And if you look at Brazil, they have a lot of players who are are considered luxury players. They attack, but not so much effort in, the, in, in defending. And that's where Croatia, I think, really benefited in, in the middle third of this game because they figured, okay, we don't necessarily have to th- be threatening all the time, but let's neutralize them with, with possession. And in the yeah. transition game, just break that first line of pressure, and we know we don't have to worry about Richarlison or Neymar or Vinicius necessarily defending. It was a it was a perfect game plan. Keep the game close, and don't give them much space to run into. And that that was what we saw. But on the flip side, you watch Netherlands and in Argentina. The Netherlands did their game plan. It backfired because Argentina score, and that could have easily been Christian Pulisic, right? When you think about how things played out, it forced yeah. them to be a little bit more aggressive. But the Netherlands had to change the way they played, and you look at what Louis van Hal did. He said, "I'm gonna throw big, tall-ass strikers up top. We're gonna lump the ball in and and, and win ugly if we have to." And they got back in the game. Yep. So well, let me. Yeah. Yeah. I I just look at. Having to adapt in the game and change your tactics and change your philosophy, and Louis Van Hall maybe did it a, a little too late, but he still was able to take this game to penalties.
1: Was it not at all, um, you know, kind of focusing on on the Brazil Croatia game? Because I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get deep into this 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 Argentina match against the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. They subbed out Vinicius Junior. They subbed out Rafinha. They subbed out Richarlison. Did that not just scream to you a little bit of fatigue for these teams? I mean, it felt like for large periods, including Neymar, other than his moment of brilliance, they looked tired. They looked like they didn't have a little bit of that. Do you think that's a lack of squad rotation? I mean, mean, we know that he's played every player in in, in his entire roster. But, like, just thinking, like, how does a team like this go in as the favorites, light up a couple teams and just show the quality that they have, bring also not just – World-class quality, but also show that fight and that mentality that they're they're willing to grind. And then get into a game like this and just get slowed down, just get ground down. And, of course, they had a bunch of chances to score, none of which were super, super clinical um, in terms of their finishing. Great saves from the goalkeeper, great defensive plays. But overall, um, I just keep look, thinking back to Croatia and feeling like did Croatia ever really feel like in the hole or, or, or out of it to now find themselves going to a semifinal?
2: No, but – I love uh, your boy Defkiss 83 is in in the comment YouTube comments it says I love anti football. If you think that Luka Modric and Kovacic are anti football then you're, you you don't know the sport my man. I love so, Kovacic. I mean you, you can watch them play they're they're artists. I mean Luka Modric won the golden ball. So you got a lot of learning to do young man. But what I will say is this Croatia team they're they're complete. They know their <laughs> yeah. strengths and they play to it so well. They're they're always going to be in the game. And mm-hmm. Argentina, Croatia, yeah, sure. Argentina might feel a little bit more confident going into this game against Brazil. Uh, in, in, into the game against Croatia because Brazil's out, but Croatia are no joke. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, let's, let's let's shift our focus a little bit, and we'll we'll talk more about um, some of these things after the break. But since it's fresh on our minds. And and we probably should have started with this to be to be fair, Um, with Netherlands against against Argentina. uh, How do you think that the the U.S. Men's National Team would have fared versus Argentina in this matchup? Tactically, you know, when I looked at it, they seemed to. It seemed like Argentina learned from that game in the way that the Netherlands played in terms of how exposed they were going to be. They seemed to be willing to let the Netherlands have the ball at times and say, hey. You guys make the game instead of what we saw as the reverse against the national team where they baited us into having that ball. They were kind of just saying, we don't care about the possession game. We'll take our moments. Almost like there's a little bit of teasing uh, back and forth as to who's going to have the ball, who's going to dictate to play, who's going to expose themselves, who's going to overcommit to allow for these counterattacks to happen. Do you think the U.S. could have fared well against this Argentina side?
2: I think they could have, but you again (laughs) it's Leo Messi you're trying to give space to your attacking players and they said all right you guys want to just defend we're we're not going to allow you to defend we're going to invite you in give us some more space and it was almost a seesaw we'll we'll play this way then we're going to be a little bit more aggressive and try and switch it up ultimately Leo Messi's brilliance with that pass are you kidding me yeah, then the I mean, I think I think, have, I think he's
1: beat. I think he's beaten Tim Ream and uh, and Walker Zimmerman and, on that anybody. pass. <laughs> anybody?
2: And do we have that player who can play that pass?
1: Oh, one of the greatest things from that moment too, and just to give a little bit of just a, a, a love, love to Messi is, is that when they slowed it down multiple times, and I was watching it on on being here in the Middle East when they slowed it down. The glance, like the strain out of the corner of his eye that happens so quickly in slow motion, you almost don't even see it in slow motion, to see where it is and then to look it off. Because you know how it is, Charlie. When that game gets tight and the game is fast, a lot of people don't notice, um, and I don't want to just say a lot of people, but many people don't notice uh, how the game has happened. If you glance or you look that through, that gap is gone, right? It's like in any sport, whether it's basketball or anywhere that there's angles and changing for, spaces you have in real time. a split second. Yeah. And the fact that he'd never actually made the full look to turn his chin and give up that moment but glanced at to see it and then was able to slot that almost in a no-look type of way at that angle is unbelievable. Obviously, first touch is fantastic, too, and to be able to finish that off in that moment, huge. Um, but, I mean, for you as a striker, you know, having somebody in front of you or, or behind you that can feed you a ball in those types of situations – I mean, what? What? I guess what is that? It makes you want to make those runs, right? As opposed to knowing, I, I'm sure you got frustrated at points in your career when you maybe didn't have the service around you to make those runs. <laughs>
2: yeah, hey, Christian Rojas, wait, wait! This man comes out guns blazing. Argentina would have rested players for the semifinal if they had to play the U.S. Come <laughs> on, man. Um, That's not true. But I, we just don't have that player. Yeah. We we don't have that player, a dual threat like that who can who can run at players, strike fear in into whole back lines of the teams, but also have that brilliance to play a pass in tight quarters against world-class defenders and cutting out four or five players with one pass, in, incredible. Absolutely incredible. So yeah, I mean we're we're, we're not there yet. That that's clear. But I I can tell you Memphis Depay, who was brought up in the reason why we lost to the Netherlands, was a Mm non-factor. That they had to go on and and come up with Veghorst, who is a completely different type of striker to get back in this game. So that would be my piece. We didn't lose because of Memphis Depay. But it wasn't Memphis Depay who beat us. It was our our lack of ability to adjust in the game, which is what Louis van Hal talked about. We didn't change. We didn't make the Netherlands have to play a different way.
1: Well, and by the way, for, for those of you that know, with each team that gets eliminated, the closer we get back to playing uh, club ball, and you can catch most of these top players that are that are banging goals or or playing extremely well on Paramount Plus for the Champions League, Europa League, U- UEFA Conference League. Uh, All those things, you can catch a lot of these players, including a lot of our U.S. stars that we know play in the Champions League that make us so damn proud. And we got so far to go uh, to get to 2026. We're going to need them playing really, really well. But, Charlie, to get back on this one, uh, Messi tied for most goals, uh, World Cup goals in Argentina's history. Do you think any of that's playing into, not necessarily the goals, he's going to score, and he's going to score, but added motivation, right? You get into these moments, and now we're in a semifinal. Uh, I say we, but I I mean, we are now have our first two teams in a semifinal uh, in this World Cup. Do you think that matters to him? Do you think that's another thing when you're talking about GOAT status and you're talking about, you know, leaving no stone unturned in terms of trophies won and accolades uh, uh, achieved uh, in terms of looking back on his career? Do you think it has no
2: no value? Heath, you know as well as I do, he's driven to be the best ever. Mm -hmm. He'll have he'll have a, a, a clear stake in the ground to say he is the best of all time if he's able to win a World Cup and this World Cup because you could tell with every goal the, the relief of, of yeah. pres- pressure and stress. He's, he talked about seeing Maradona everywhere and how he inspired the team. and He wants to be that guy. I would be I'd want to be that guy too if I was in, in his shoes. You want to chase the numbers, you want to chase the stats. Cristiano Ronaldo almost drove himself crazy to to the point of 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 trying to chase the records and stats and uh, yeah. Ballon d'Ors, but I think what the way Lionel Messi is handling this as a leader, look at the pass and and the way this team is 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 almost playing for him, but he's still selfless in those moments. That's what it's about.
1: Well, let me let me ask you this, you know, uh, during some of my career off seasons, I was training with a lot of NFL players and sort of multi-sport professional athletes or different sport professional athletes. And I was around a lot of these football uh, coaches or NFL coaches that that uh, strength and conditioning coaches that were hyper obsessed with in that sport of it's about making a play over and over again, making the play, mm-hmm. making the play, making the play. And soccer is generally more fluid, right? A lot of times we look back and you go, yeah, he, this guy made the mistake. He beat him. But they had 90 minutes to do something different. They didn't do it, right? They had 90 minutes to do whatever. They had 90 minutes to finish one of those chances. It's not just about this one guy who makes the air. That guy gets in and makes, scores a goal. But the reason I bring that up, because I want your take on, on this with, with the, the, the goal that Croatia went down and scored against Brazil. Final moments of a match. Everyone's tired. Everyone's tired and somehow Brazil have found themselves in a four v four situation, where they're having to defend on the fly from the half line tracking backwards, not knowing where they're gonna set their line to to line of confrontation. Do you think that that game in itself could have been buried earlier? Uh, And and, and maybe you're gonna say both, but like, or do you think it came down to this lack of almost um, humility or maturity for Brazil to say, closing moments of a game, we've got this in our hands, we should not be at any moment one v one, two v two, three v three, four v four, because it literally went down there, and that's what led to it. Yes, it's a deflection goal. A lot of things had to happen. They could have put that, the the fire out earlier with it with a with a yellow card. That yellow card could have been a second yellow card. But at the same time, it was a preventable moment um, where it was either fatigue or it was this idea that that Croatia is not a threat and they're not going to punish us. But what what's your take on that type of moment? And do you think that moment? Literally was the was the difference in, in, in the whole game and the rest of it. You can write off if they can't finish in a moment like that and know that they've got the game in their hands, then they're not going to go through anyway.
2: Yeah, for me, it's clear when it's 3v3 in that situation. That should never happen. Right. You just scored an extra time. Why the hell are you allowing Croatia to break into – get into a position where they're 3v3? That uh, – you can't – you. It's just inconceivable. You lock it down. You defend with five. And Brazil, they they uh it, it's almost as if they they, they thought the, the game was over. They played, they played that way. Everyone's still attacking, people are in the attacking half. What they they gave the game to Croatia, Cro- and credit to Croatia because they didn't quit. They kept playing and they they sensed the moment. Wow, we're we're in a, an opportunity. We're three v three, Brazil's chilling we have to finish it and they did.
1: Yeah, Charlie, I fully agree. But listen, uh, we got a lot more to talk about, but we're gonna take our first and only break of the show. When we come back, we've got more to discuss, more to talk about, including weaving in the U.S. Men's National Team into the narrative of all of these conversations, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, support the show. And if you wanna support the show even more and you wanna show it, use the QR code in the top right corner of your screen, or the link in the episode description to visit the In Soccer We Trust store, and because we're feeling generous, go on and use the code Soccer Twenty to get twenty percent off at checkout of your entire order. We have T-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, mugs, bags, and more. Visit the In Soccer We Trust store now and use the code Soccer Twenty for a twenty percent discount. Now. Charlie, we've obviously got uh, a a lot to talk about, right? Um, Because we gave our predictions yesterday on our show. But I also think we should maybe refresh those for people that weren't on that show and and get everybody in the comments sort of focused on um, our our final thoughts from today's matches, but but a little bit of focus on on tomorrow's matches, right? Which are obviously Portugal versus Morocco. And then you got England um, versus France. But before we move on from that, is there anything that you think is tangible or 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 a takeaway learning that's clear as day or maybe even more subtle from these matches today whether it's Netherlands p- almost come back and 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 keeping it uh, close with Argentina or Croatia's miraculous yet maybe not miraculous uh, in the way that they did it almost belief that they can they can beat anybody do you is there anything that you could take away and apply to our national team to the tactics to the mentality to the belief or do you do you still feel like hey, we got all the tactics right. We rolled out probably by and large the right team. We're still a few players off of being able to do that, execute potentially that game plan anyway. Um, or are there a few things within all this that, that you think are worthwhile?
2: <laughs> Heath, are you crazy? Uh, of course the tactics need to change within the game against Holland. We didn't get the starting 11 right. That For me, that was the first time that it was a glaring error. I think Haji, right? wasn't the, the right guy to lead the line, Josh Sargent. Yeah, was... but
1: but I I, I understand all of, I understand the tactics of of, of uh, or the or the lineups that we, we did for those things. But looking at the yeah. way that like Croatia didn't have, yeah, they've got really quality players. I don't want to undermine mm-hmm. that. But they've got a lot of age too. And they didn't at any point go, you know what, we need to we need to we need to play as well as them or we need to we need to play as beautifully as them or we need to satisfy <laughs> You're the, saying we need to
2: satisfy disregard. the TV networks. You're yeah. saying disregard the other team and play and just play your style. You're the best the best formation, the best tactics that fit the group. Yeah, because you,
1: you know, we spent a lot of time talking about like I don't care how we get out of the group stages, right? And then we got mm-hmm. out and then we got against the Netherlands and yes, we were outsmarted in a lot of ways and and we didn't have the best performances, but if you looked at Croatia's performances, it wasn't like they were blinding either on the day, right? There wasn't like world-class performances. There was a world-class team performance that got them out of that match today. And they have a lot of world-class players that we don't currently have in our national team as well. Mm-hmm. But that was a team effort. That was a team, complete team effort from start to finish that kept them in the game, from the goalkeeper standing on his head to all these other things. It was, it was, it was across the board uh, a team performance. So I'm just curious um, your thoughts on that. Was there anything that you take away from that or, or, or no, worthwhile? I mean, we- because if we did that, you'd have a lot of people pretty pissed off mm-hmm. if we played the way that Croatia played.
2: Well, I'd say we did that against England, yeah, and there was not a single person pissed off and from what I could see. so if you if you were the better team against England after 90 minutes, the only negative of the whole game against England was the lack of i guess urgency or or taking that risk or chance at the end of the game when you win a set piece and you play into the corner, and it's nil nil that that's the only negative. And that was because they settled for that result instead of taking a chance to win the game. For me, that's the only negative. So from a tactic standpoint, from the way we approached the game, everything was spot on. And you couldn't have asked for anything more except uh, uh, maybe Haji Wright being effective. So we did that without a number nine who who could get on the ball and create some chances. We did that without Weston McKinney finishing a chance that we've seen him finish multiple times with Juve. So... We figured out different ways to create opportunities. We did that. We just didn't take advantage of them. And that's the difference between the Netherlands and the U.S. Because if the Netherlands get those half chances or get those chances in front of goal, they have the quality to finish. They have better finishers than we do. And and that the lack of having a capable finisher is is going to prevent you from getting far in this tournament. That's just how it works. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, one more arbitrary thing before we talk about tomorrow's games, and I think there's been a, a couple of really good comments also. Um, crazy Yugoslav Child said Croatia scored the goal at the moment when they started to attack and when they had to score. If they had played like that from the very beginning of the match, they would have beaten Brazil by two goals. Now, that's easy to say, like, oh, if they did that, they would have, you know. It's like saying when somebody starts scoring goals uh, and they score six in the second half, they would have scored 12 if they did it from the beginning. Like, I, under- I do agree with you on some level they were efficient in that. To me, that was more of a breakdown from Brazil. Brazil was throwing numbers and trying to break down lines by playing a lot of straight line vertical passes that were just getting cut out and countered on. And at no point did they just say, you know what, we need to play a little bit smarter. And, and, and even if we don't have the ball, uh, do the work to close out that game. But, Charlie, Casemiro and Modric swap at halftime. Any thoughts on that? Swap jerseys for, for, for those that are that are that are listening to this and and, and don't have the context. They they, they change shirts at halftime. Yeah.
2: Walks obviously this, both. Th- this one's different, and I'll tell you why. This one's different than your typical jersey swap. They they were brothers, teammates at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. The, this is a case where you're talking about the two best midfielders on each team coming together. And swapping jerseys at half. This isn't a fit, fa- this isn't a substitute. This isn't right. like a fanboy moment. This is just an appreciation moment. Let's do it at half. It's nil-nil, you know, before the emotions get crazy, you know, because at the end of the game, maybe you're celebrating with your team and, and that moment's gone. So this is probably the only scenario that I'm okay with it. The oh, only God. scenario.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I agree with it too. And I also look at it in the context of Look how that game ended,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And just the sorrow that Brazil are going to feel. And I don't think you have that same opportunity to embrace a moment, right? It's all level. Your things are like it's a moment in time and a memory almost that you're capturing in in a time capsule versus the fact that if you've done this after the game, I don't know. I I mean – I'm sure Casemiro has changed plenty of shirts but in a moment like that when you know that you've got to now go face your country as the number 1 team in the world going out if you're going to enjoy it as much as like Modric is going to give no. hug and say you know you know keep your head up type of thing and and it's going to be uh, 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 something different so I think capturing that moment in the time that it was I think I even for me it didn't bother me in that context because yeah, it was, it was, that was a moment worth, worth capturing, like you said, between these two people that know each other really well. Another question that we have in here, um, that not necessarily in the chat, but uh, one that our producer Debo and, and our, our, our producers had, had thrown out there. Pulisic, would had he, and this is a weird, wild, wild, magical world I'm creating, right? Croatia, Polisic <laughs> with Croatia. Um, would he be a starter in that national team?
2: Do you think he'd be a starter on that national team?
1: I mean, it's hard to say no. Just considering the the age of of their their team, obviously. Do I think he starts over a player like Ivan Perisic? Yeah, but Ivan Perisic puts in a shift, man. That guy covers a lot of ground. Um, do I think he's a better attacker in, at this point in time in his career? For sure. Um, do I think he's a better uh, as good as uh, as Pastelic? I I I do. Um, and so it's hard for me to think that he wouldn't. Now...
2: I don't think he starts over Perisic. You don't think so? No. Perisic is a complete player. Experience, strength, physique, just a complete player. He's he's starting. So no chance Christian starts over a, a player like uh, Ivan Perisic. Perisic, I could see him starting over him. But that, again... It's the mentality and the way that this team plays. You have to be just an absolute beast. Well, that's what I mean. Both, both sides of them of the ball.
1: like Paris Hitch is so, thirty-three, Pasolich is twenty-seven. Polisic is still young and has plenty of space when I think about, you know, whether that's um whether that's uh uh Meyer who came on, somebody like that that's an attacking player. I think Polisic is better than these types of players. Uh but again, there is a there is there's not one player that you could show me on that team today that didn't put in the shift that was asked of them, right? Uh-huh. If not more, um, and so it's based on that alone of just that mentality needed to to be able to get these types of results. I don't I don't see, but quality wise, um, again, where 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 Ivan Perisic is in his career and where Christian Pulisic is, I would think that that he would be sort of that next guy or would start games in a, in, in the World Cup. It's a, it's kind of a silly, stupid conversation. But it is worth. uh, It it is fun to speculate on on what 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 could have been, you know.
2: What do you start for Holland?
1: Pulisic start for Holland. I don't think so. Do you think so?
2: No, I I I was I was curious to see if you if you'd say yes.
1: I. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's it's I I I, I've got such such a torn torn. POV of, of Christian Pulisic and the levels that he has because that there's times that I go, this guy could start on any national team. And then there's times that I'm like, should he start for the U.S. men's national team, you know? And 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 obviously that's a, a, an extreme perspective that I'm taking right now. But when I think about Dumfries, when I think about Gakpo, when I think about Depay, Bergewin, when I think about um, who else did they have that that they threw into these spaces? Um,
2: De Jong, De... He- yeah, he's he's not play he's not starting in that team.
1: I mean, uh Berguis as well. I mean, it's it's I think he fits in well with that group for sure, but but just thinking about an out and out, it's like he's you know, he's QB one for our national team, right? He's the first guy you put onto the onto the board. And it's hard for me to think any of these top tier teams in in the quarterfinals, even where he fits in as 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 a starter, let alone like the first guy you throw into the to the lineup.
2: I, th- At this I think point. I, I think he starts over like a a Claassen Davy Claassen if he was playing as a ten under that under Gakpo and and Depay yeah and Depai. but but but, but like an eight you know yeah but in, so. in that in that way he played he was like the attacking midfielder so in if that was the case I think he starts but yeah. needless to say it just goes to show that these guys are warriors <laughs> yeah. uh, Croatia oh man. What a squad. But it, it, I mean, but, but would you be surprised part of if the beat thing, Argentina at this point? If Croatia be, beat Argentina? Yeah. Would you be surprised?
1: No, I, I actually wouldn't because um, there was just this. Uh, and I hate to do this, I hate to say this kind of stuff. But like there was very much a, a club team type of form to Croatia today that they were like, you know what? Look at how old we are. We got 30-plusers all over the field right now. But you know what we know how to do? is We know how to play 70 games a year. We know how to play disciplined. We know how to play a pragmatic style that's hard to break us down, force the ball wide, force the ball inside. There's just people everywhere all the time. And as soon as you enter our zone, we fight like hell. And as soon as you get out of that zone, we take a little breather. And it was just like this comfort of knowing that one player gets beat, the next guy goes. And I feel like at times – when you're exposed on other national teams, when there's youth involved or maybe a lack of experience, one player gets beat, the next guy arrives late, and it leads to these types of things, right? Netherlands gets down to the touchline, cuts a ball back to nobody tracking the runner, they're able to put it away and bury it against us. Croatia's not giving you that cutback. Croatia's not giving you that type of space. Croatia's going to give you a 30-yard 30, 30 shot. They're going to uh, have to whip in a, uh, a perfect ball, beat the first man, and in between two center backs— and be able to knock that down, like they're going to make it really, really, really hard for you. Um, and then you add that to like Guardiola, who I think has again been been the defender of the tournament for me in terms of his quality, um, the young, the young um, RB Leipzig player. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But now I feel like maybe Argentina are going to kick it into another gear because they snuck out of this one. I don't know what your thoughts are.
2: Yeah, I, I think Argentina is going to be in the final. If I don't want to take anything away from Croatia, and I think it's going to be a super close game. But I think they they had to give so much to to give uh, Brazil a run for their money and then to beat them in pens. I think they're more exhausted than than Argentina will be heading into this final because you're going back-to-back games in PKs. Japan, oh, I thought, Brazil. I
1: thought Modric would be tired. I saw him do these full field sprints. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. dude, every game he puts his hands on his knees and he looks like he's, he's like, just finished a marathon because he has. I'm like, dude, I don't know how much how many more miles this guy's going to have in him, but he somehow finds a way to dig deep. Paris such another guy who they just find a way to fight and be effective and be really, really hard to beat. And there is just something valuable to that that I think actually – Makes me happy because I feel like that's the heart and mentality of the U.S. men's national team. That's what we we do have. We just lack that some of that experience, and we also lack some of that savvy, and then some of that ultimate quality that they have. Right? Yes, they're up there in age, but they've got Luka Modric. You know, they've got they've got quality players that can that can find ways to get them out of games, and so. Um at least gives me a little bit of hope um to to for this team and as we start to add some more pieces and quality and experiences to this to this team of what what they could do, knowing that it's the fight that got them the nations league, it's the fight that got them the gold cup, it's the fight that got them into the world cup, it's the fight that got them um out of the group stages, and then they were just ultimately outplayed in, in, in a number of ways in the knockout rounds, which which you know makes me wonder how far um, off we are. But
2: I what would you do if we had a Morocco? Croatia final. <laughs> how, how nuts would that? I mean, be? I, honestly, I, I think everybody. The, a lot of people's brackets are already completely. I busted.
1: mean, my brackets were my 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 bracket my my pools are busted. Like I had Denmark as my double team on one of my my point <laughs> pools, and and they were like a you know it's like where you have each tier team gets a certain amount of points, and they had like they got like four points per point. And I had them on double points. They got me like two, two, two points in the whole tournament, uh, which, is, which is an absolute joke. So my, my, my bracket was already shot from the beginning. I will say this, though. Where I am based right now in Dubai, in the Middle East, they are all pulling for Morocco. Like the Arab world, the Middle East world, uh, Qatar, everybody wants Morocco. And if Morocco okay. goes to a final as far as they go, it's going to be rocking in these stadiums. I'm, I'm I'm also happy that Argentina have, have continued because, Argent you want Argentina and Brazil because they tra- I think they're one and two in in the top traveling fans historically at World Cups, or at least in the top five generally of ticket buyers. The U.S. is another one, and so you want those ones that really bring that World Cup type of atmosphere because it's not like a home game for anybody. It's 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 everybody traveling in for that, and so that's that's one thing. Is Argentina continuing? I think helps that quality because if you heard in penalties when those goals go off, there's no like fabricated sounds that are happening, right? That place is 80, whatever, 88,000, um, and, and absolutely rocking. And so you want that. And then Morocco, same thing, proximity, they're going to travel a large contingency. They're a loud fan base. And so I wouldn't be mad about that. Um, although from a call, like I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't necessarily be happy to see Croatia play Morocco in a final, but in terms of what it would mean and, and just shaking the tree a little bit, that, that wouldn't be, uh, yeah. Uh, too bad. But looking Sh- at things now, yeah. go ahead, Charlie. I was gonna
2: say, like, shout out, shout out to Rashid F in the YouTube comments. The main difference between U.S. men's national team and Morocco or Croatia is organization and a bit of quality in the final third. I think we can get there in 2026. I love the optimism. Let's yeah. go positivity. Yeah.
0: We're yeah. just missing. I-
2: we're we're missing the clinical striker piece. We're missing that. That that is the the final piece to the puzzle for us. I think once we're able to get a striker who we can rely on, who's gonna score goals, who's gonna who's gonna stretch back lines, who can play in in tight spaces, a little creativity, we 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 will be there.
1: Yeah, and Morocco don't give up a lot of goals. Croatia don't give up a lot of goals. You know they're happy to take you long, uh, take you deep into games. And Morocco, like their generation of players, are mostly European-born, very technical with that same same sort of. Technique that you get from a Moroccan player with a different level of, of of polish that you get playing in in some of these bigger clubs in Europe, and so they've got an incredible generation in Croatia. Obviously, you know the quality that they, they have speaks for themselves. Charlie, just briefly on on Portugal, Morocco. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have Portugal going through. You think this is the end of the road for Morocco? I do you do. think Ronaldo starts?
2: I do think Ronaldo starts. Okay. Don't, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I I think it's hard to, to 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 count him out against this one, knowing that I mean you. I I was on live score on my way over here because it was like a five-minute window between being at the house and being here for the recording that it was actually the end of the Argentina game. And I get this message from my wife. It's 2-1. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I put it on the live tracker. And then you look at it. And it's like six substitutions. And it's all these – like we're living in a chaotic world of soccer nowadays where it's like six subs, 140-minute matches because we got 10-minute – uh, extra times or or stoppage times and all these crazy things that the, the point I'm trying to get to is that even if you start Ronaldo, you can still go to your bench. You can go to Rafa Leão. You can go mm-hmm. to, you know um, you can go to, to uh, Ramos is it Ramos. That was mm-hmm. is it Ramos. Yeah. Um, uh, you can go, you can go as deep as you need to go and still have plenty of match time left because obviously there's, there's, these games are longer than they've ever been. And so I think you start, start Ronaldo. But you 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 still have that one being a, a close one, but a win for, for Portugal then.
2: Yes, and and to answer Greg Perez in the YouTube, will I attend Copa America games? Yes, 100%. Give me Copa America. I needed that. The U.S. needed to play in a competition like this to get ready for the World Cup in 2026. Well done the Federation for making this happen because this is only going to get our team um playing against the best, and we need to be tested against Argentina and Brazil, um and Odyssey? Colombia, so in <laughs> Peru. Why did, Greg,
0: why did
1: Greg just ask you? Like, why are you the only one that, that that gets asked to go if you're gonna go to Copa America games? You know, why no, can't pre- I be the one? Hey, one?
2: much love, much love, Greg. I'll bring I'll bring Heath with me. I'll take <laughs> yeah. ticket. You mind
1: if I come? <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Yeah, exactly. Gerardo's out there saying, What about you, Heath Pierce? Yeah, man. I'm, I'll go to I'll go to, I mean, look. I, I, I think – I remember Copa America in, in the U.S. Um, it was just after I retired. Uh, I actually ran into to Maurice Adu outside the stadium, and that guy – he was probably about 260, 270, Charlie, back then. No neck. Looked like he was a linebacker in the NFL. You know what I mean? I was wondering what he'd been up to uh, on his off days, and clearly he was pumping a lot of iron. Procure. But the U.S., I remember thinking um, – I went to the game in at, at uh, Levi Stadium in San Jose, and thinking like, man, this U.S. team is going to struggle. And they did great, right? They 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 really challenged themselves to play against different teams and games of consequence from different uh, backgrounds. And and I think the U.S. needs that, knowing that um, that we got nothing until twenty twenty six, right? I mean, we got Gold Cup, we got Nations League, we got uh, we got Copa America, but we don't have qualifying. Which I kind of like this tournament type of format that they're going to get a chance to experience and different types of opponents and. And really, really important because then in between that, you know, you've got all plenty of official competition, so you can go after the the Brazils and the Argentinas and the Germanys and the Englands and your friendlies, and really push and test yourself against the top teams. I think that could be a decent little makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
2: A hundred percent. I've always said, play the best, always as much as you can, and, and it keeps our guys on their toes. It, yeah. it keeps them because if you're getting smacked up. It forces guys to say, reevaluate, hey, where, oh, where, where am I? Where, where are we as a squad? What, what needs to be different? And, and it pushes the, the coach, whoever the manager is, if it's Greg, if it's whoever to be better, to, to have a definitive style, to win different ways. Cause ultimately opponents may take away something. So how do you adjust and how do you find, figure out a way to win?
1: Yeah. Um, Keep with this narrative sad, Def Kiss says. I'm not sure what narrative he's talking about. I don't know what narrative We, he's we talking. will be the Croatia of the of the Copa America.
2: So would you um, rather um, us well. not play Croatia uh, in Copa America, Def Kiss? Come on, man. Yeah. Straight he's got that hater raid.
1: Yeah. They serve that twenty four hours a day in the US yeah. soccer circles right now, man. People are just really, really I I just I I I I don't want to get into it today, but I just do wonder like at what point we would have been like, you know what? That was good. <laughs> you know, because ultimately we were going to lose, like ultimately we we're going to get beat by somebody, Yeah. you know, and if we had gone out with like our heads high saying like with guns a blazing, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know would we have said that was good or, or we had said, you know, we, we were so close to winning, but it was the tactics or as the players, we don't have this and we don't have that. Like, I, I do think we should always strive for more and strive to be better, but I, I wonder at what point, um people will be satisfied with with what what I think is 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 decent progress right now but you know who knows
2: yeah with this group we made progress but it didn't meet the expectations of what our what our team should be doing in a world mm-hmm. cup right so now it's that's the minimum and we have to only get better to be continuing to push so i'm interested to see what what the the next year looks like when this group gets back together? Who's running it? What's what's the mentality? Who mm-hmm. who's going to be who's going to be involved? Who's you know are we going to see some new faces? It, it, it's uh it's an interesting time, the next yeah. two years.
1: Well, l- let's let's close it out with England France. Are you still uh, holding on strong to to the same result there that France are going to go through on this one, or did you no? You said England.
2: No, I said France. I said les Bleu with you.
1: Did Jimmy say England?
2: I think he did, yeah.
1: He had a, he had one one of us had one different, and in, in I in was allele
2: blue with you. Okay, so yeah. he might have chose England.
1: Man, I I just get nervous now because when I think about Brazil running the running the flanks like they did and just owning that and, and the fact that they're they're uh they're on their way home, that like if you could neutralize France in the same way, I mean obviously I think you're talking about a different level of quality that France has obviously on the wings than than Brazil have. Brazil have that fight and energy too, but I mean. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting Rafinha and Richarlison in the same category as as Dembele and Mbappe. Um, but maybe the front threes together are, are are similar, close to the same. But yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna go with France in this one as well. Um, mm. I guess that's it then, Charlie. Any final thoughts? Obviously, we're gonna be back to you guys again uh, after the weekend. We've got so much more to talk about, and obviously, once we get through this World Cup, we're gonna have some end of the year shows, some mailbag episodes, some some sort of recaps on, on on how we've gotten here. And then really, as we start to look forward, really want to take stock of what everybody thinks in terms of episodes that we should be making, because I think we should be talking about our back lines. We should be talking mm-hmm. about full episodes around uh, the future pool of players, young players coming through the pipelines. We've just got so much to figure out, so much to, to discuss and so much formations, to talk about.
2: Formations, tactics. But, uh,
1: formations, tactics, all those things, managerial changes, all those things around the national team. But there will be a time and a place for that in the near future. We just don't want to overlook Uh, The fact that we are sitting in uh, the quarterfinal rounds and heading into a semifinal round of a world cup, but that is it from us. Charlie, do you have any final thoughts?
2: (laughs) Hey, I I loved it Uh, for, for final thoughts. And then guys, we're out of here. Charlie, any final thoughts? Uh, No, actually I, I'm what a, what a day of games. Uh, I'm hyped for tomorrow. I'll tell you that.
1: Let's go. That's it. Huh? That's it. All right. I'll take that as a final thought. But that is it from us. Of course, on behalf of myself, Charlie Chuckwagon davies our production team, CBS Sports, we appreciate all of you guys tuning into the live show and or listening to this in audio form. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. See ya.